0: Welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I am Kristen, and this is the podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or your next exotic destination. And there's one other person with me today, and it is Zen. Zen. <laughs> Well, don't
1: be so enthusiastic about that.
0: I'm just kidding. Um, today it's just the two of us, and just
1: the two of us, the okay. <laughs>
0: two of us. So it's me and you. I got to deal with yeah. you for an hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I have to deal with you for an hour too.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, it goes both ways. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> okay
0: um well all joking aside um there was a question that i wanted to ask you during our ask three questions podcast and um i realized it kind of deserved its own full podcast
1: oh okay and which is
0: (laughs) well now that i have a kid um i have a lot of questions about traveling with well, what was an infant and is now a toddler and what will grow into a child. Um, And I'm sure you have a lot of experience and opinions on this.
1: I've got lots of opinions, obviously, and most of them are wrong, according to my wife.
0: Okay, okay. (laughs) Well, at least you're getting feedback. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, I thought it'd be great to ask you a bunch of my burning questions and act like a proxy for other, I mean, not even just young parents, but people who are traveling for the first time with their kids, no matter how old they are.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: All right. Well, give me a second. I'm going to get some of my questions together. Um, In the meantime, a quick word from our sponsor.
1: Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing.
0: Okay. I'm going to start and say (laughs) I was so judgmental (laughs) about parents on planes until I had my own. And then you realize oh, my God, these people need help. <laughs> Don't touch them. It is more miserable for them than it is for you. I promise
1: you. Did, you. did your daughter
0: cry when she was on the plane? Did she have problems? Okay, so we've had we've only flown with her once. So that was, you know, two plane rides there and back. It was from L.A. to Hawaii. So they were decent. It was like five to six hour flights. She did very well she didn't have bouts of crying Mm -hmm. but she did have some um like periods of fussiness where like she didn't want to sit but she couldn't run around and was just very annoying (laughs) frankly but none of that like she's just crying and i'm just like freaking out that people are upset that she's crying Okay, so, a little lucky for that because that obviously happens.
1: Well, it does. I mean, it, it, I think the reason why I ask is because m- my wife and I were really lucky when Emma traveled. She was like a year and like a th- few months old, and she didn't cry at all. So I was a little surprised. So
0: that is count your blessings.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. But
0: yeah well, but, go ahead. but
1: when i do hear a kid cry now i mean just, just like you judgmental at the point but now when i hear a kid cry it's like i'm like just as much like oh poor kid and then oh, all the poor parents are t- must if they're good parents you look at them and they're mortified they don't know what to do and you just like let it go you yeah. know what i mean
0: yeah i mean honestly it's like I mean, no parent, no one wants to listen to a child cry. Trust oh. me. You want your kids to, to be okay. And it's horrifying when there are all these people around. And then also like, you don't know what's wrong with the kid. And like, even as an adult, I had problems with my ears not popping, um, on flights. And that is so painful. Um, and with babies who don't even know how to do that kind of thing, it's, it's kind of scary sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would say, I even, I even judged it the other way. So when we were flying to Iceland, there were, this was, what was this? Years ago, 2016. Um, there was this couple in front of us who had, I swear, this kid was born the day before. It was a little baby. And I remember thinking like, oh, these poor parents probably bought these tickets and then found out they were pregnant. And then were like, well, we're not going to cancel it. We're still going to go. I mean, that's how new this baby looked. And we ended up chit chatting with them as we're like, you know, waiting to board. And I don't know how it came up, but they, they basically told us like, no, we just want to go to Iceland. And we said, we're just going to go and bring our kid. And I remember thinking like, "Ah, good for them. That's exactly how I'm going to be. I'm not going to let a baby like change my life. Oh my gosh. I wish, I wish I could be like them. There's so much to think about. And like, the time difference. You're already, like, trying to get a kid on a schedule. You take them halfway around the world. Like, it is difficult. It is difficult to travel with kids.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so
0: yeah. I mean, where start? So, how how young or old was Emma on the first trip you took her on?
1: Okay. First trip, one year,
0: one month or so? Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Why is that? No. Too- Your wife
0: was even up for traveling.
1: One year, one month. I said oh, one year, year, one month. I one think year,
0: you yourself and said not one year, one month. Okay, no,
1: one year, one month.
0: I think mean, some people travel that well. young.
1: You know what? I was actually like, it's it's really funny because uh, we we're going to do like local trips with her. Um, actually, her first trip was supposed to be. We we were really debating it. Um, we were supposed to take her to Comic Con. Okay. <laughs> and right. she was three like roughly about three months old. And I'm just kinda like, do we really want a three month old without an immune system going into uh, that cesspool of <laughs> this
0: is before COVID. Imagine yeah. now
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like do we really want our kid in a convention hall filled with people with and it's yeah. very well known people people save up for a whole year from around the world and they like damn it. I don't care if I have the flu, I'm still going to go to Comic-Con, you know, because you right. are saving. Yeah. Free. And so people, okay. people get so sick at Comic-Con, but they, they're there. And I'm like, I'm not bringing my kid, So we actually waited a little bit longer.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have, I I should point this out. I have friends who, I, I don't even think they could count how many times they've already flown with their child and she barely turned a year old. Like they just, to them, they were like, we travel and this is our life and she's our life now and she's just going to come along with us. And it's possible to do. Um, so you,
1: you were asking about flights, so not like car travel.
0: No, they fly.
1: Oh, no, no, you're asking me, like, how young Emma was before she took a trip, not uh-huh. not car travel. Got it. I mean, okay. car travels, I mean, I think by the time she was, like, one, she had stayed in probably half a dozen hotels already by then. Okay. She loves hotels. My kid loves hotels for some reason.
0: Was she a fan? Like, how did she do? Did did she do well in cars or planes better or the same? Um, She did actually
1: really really well in both i mean once again we were lucky but like i think some of the things that we did was um vanessa my wife actually found um a lot of things for her to do on the plane and Mm -hmm. i thought they were really clever like first of all like um she had a lot of these little tiny like later on i think they're almost like chew toys or the keys, you know, like the fake toy keys, you know, stuff like that, that she had. And we brought them along. But what was really neat is also Vanessa got a bunch of poof balls and these types of things. Um, But what she found out is what you do is with all these poof balls and all the keys that they have, you, you take like a, um, a ribbon and you tie like a, a three foot ribbon to all the toys. And then what you do is you tie that ribbon,
0: I'm mean, imagining like a cat toy that you're
1: like dangling. Well, no, no, no. The the trick is you put it, you tie it to the um, the lunch, tr- you know, the meal tray. Mm-hmm. And so the kid can knock him over, and you can reel him up by the rope.
0: Uh, by the yeah yeah yeah. I'm sure. So I'm sorry. I said, "How clever!"
1: Yeah, so like we got all of her things, put them on, you know, ribbons, tied them to the tray, and she could knock them over, and then you could pull them up, and or she could pull them up, and then the other part was that she had all these kind of like we had these felt toys where she could stick stuff together. So it was a lot of that type of stuff in the plane, but Mm -hmm. we also had gotten a what do you call it a um a car seat that was designed for airplanes. Um, So it was a car seat that could be used in a car, but it was a car seat that could be used in a plane.
0: Well, I mean, any car seat could technically be used in a plane, right, or no?
1: Not legally.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: there's certain certain ones that are designed for the standard of an airplane. And so we got one that was designed for the standard of an airplane, which Mm -hmm. also meant instead of being like kind of sunken below in the seat, she was raised like a foot up So she she had a much better view of what was going on around her, too. So she really enjoyed that as well.
0: So also, as of now, and I think it's kind of always been like this and hopefully till the end of time, um, kids are generally free on flights um, up until 2 if they will sit on your lap. But at any point, you are able to buy them a seat. Correct.
1: We bought her a seat. Did you have a seat for your kid?
0: No, but we also kind of had. Uh, we went with family, so we got a whole row to ourselves. Uh-huh. So it was really nice that she could spread out between all three of us. She could stand up in our little aisle and things like that. Um, so that right. was really helpful. But no, we did we did a lap seated infant for her. Yeah, so- and let me ask you this too, because when we flew, I don't think we even had like the entertainment in the seats, you know, mm-hmm. and that. I feel like it's hard even for an adult and a little kid who, if there's even nothing to look at, you're just looking at the seat in front of you. Like, did she struggle with that? iPad. Mm, Yes.
1: So I had, we mentioned in a previous podcast about killing boredom. I actually took the time to like rip like her 10 favorite Disney films or whatever. I don't remember what they were. They were probably Disney films or just Pocoyo or these kinds of things. And I ripped them. Off the of DVD and then put them onto her um, iPad. And so she could choose whatever she wanted. And at one, you know, she played a lot. She, our trip was only about a four hour or four and a half hour plane flight. So it wasn't too, too long. And, you know, she slept for part of the way too. At that age, you're still sleeping quite a bit.
0: Yeah. You said this was like 13 months, right? A year and a month?
1: Yeah, about 13 okay. months.
0: Yeah. And see, yeah, you know what's funny now is, okay, I'm a, a first-time parent, so this is all very new to me. Each new stage I'm learning. And now I would feel like, oh, it would have been so much easier to travel with her when she's that age and just sleeping a bunch. She doesn't even notice what's going on. Um, as opposed to now when they're a toddler and, and they're awake most of the time and they want to be active and they can be active and now i'm like huh we should have traveled with her when she was younger but because i had to covid i was so overwhelmed it was it's been a very hard time to learn to be a parent
1: be, before they're one i think they're just like they're they're just like poop packages right
0: yes. <laughs> you
1: feed them and they poop and then you just carry them around in a um in a bassinet, you know right and so it's just like at from zero to like nine months or so, ten months or so, they're kind of easy, you know? You, you feed Ish. them and you're done. Huh?
0: Yeah, except the sleeping part.
1: Right, right. But once they start walking, it's just like... Yeah, you know,
0: it's a new level of...
1: Yeah, because nine months, you put them down, you go to the bathroom, you come back, and they're pretty much in the same spot, except for a little bit of crawling. When they start it walking...
0: Also, <laughs> it takes a while for them to even notice that you leave it like they don't have that separation anxiety so you can go walk around the house and do what you need to do and they're just content and then when they get that awareness that you're walking away from them then they, then like, they start out freaking and out like, so yeah yes it's all very fun <laughs> so what did, what did you what did you pack did did uh your kid <laughs> need her own whole suitcase her own whole travel or carry on like okay. what was that like for you
1: So this was a – I think it was a 10-day trip. It could have been 11 days. And we went to Vancouver. Oh, nice. And um, so we went to Vancouver, and we actually carried – actually, we brought three suitcases. We brought three suitcases. I'm trying to remember. So one suitcase was Vanessa's, like smaller suitcase. One suitcase was like a 3 suitor that was mine, but I only used half of it. Okay. So I only used half of the 3 suitor. The other half of the th- 3 suitor was um, Emma's clothes, all of Emma's clothes. So mm-hmm. Emma and I shared one suitcase, and the th- third suitcase was 50% um, diapers and 50% yes. toys. Yeah. And, and i'm going to tell you why it's like not that canada doesn't have diapers but we brought enough diapers that i figured that we can last for two days before needing to go find a pharmacy mm-hmm. and then a, a few that we could bring back with us and um you know like whatever so the thing is it was just enough to get the lay of the land and find out gives us two days you know like we're because we wanted to go once we got to Vancouver, we wanted to run around. We didn't want to look for diapers. So we right. brought enough for 2 days and then within 2 days we found diapers. So
0: okay. what I do like and about formula. that is yeah. we, you know, when we went, we loaded up like half the suitcase with diapers, which is like, uh, but then you're not coming home with them. So you're yeah. like, this room will be back for us. Like yeah. you're going to use them as we go. So that's obviously helpful.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the same thing with formula too. We brought our own formula. Actually, mm. you know what? I take it back. We actually might have had the whole weeks of diapers in the in the suitcase and formula because she was small enough. They were pretty small at the time. So, I've,
0: did you ever travel with her somewhere? where you were a little bit worried about like, will we find diapers or where do they sell this kind of thing? Or only like
1: that? you know like we didn't. So diapers go way at two roughly about two Mm -hmm. and we didn't do another international trip so we did a lot of um domestic domestic trips and hotel you know domestic hotel trips Mm -hmm. um but we didn't have to worry about diapers but whenever like vancouver was a new vancouver is canada and canada Mm -hmm. if you didn't know better i canadians forgive me it looks like you're in the United States, just nicer, you know? <laughs> and they if have our the... St-
0: cultures are very similar.
1: Yeah, and they and they speak English, and they have pharmacies and everything. CVS is too. But it's a matter of, I don't know what the closest CVS or whatever is to my hotel. Right. You know, it's more that convenience thing. It's like, look, you just bring it along, then you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. So... But, um, but after that, I didn't have to worry about diapers. And, you know, the next, like, international trip, it was more about, will she eat Japanese food?
0: Yes. So how was that?
1: Well, luckily, my wife and I... Um, are foodies. So when we're at home, we like to go eat at lots of different restaurants. Mm-hmm. So my daughter grew up in Japanese, Thai, French, Italian. I mean, she was mm-hmm. always in a different restaurant and at a different, she's been in, so she was used to lots of international foods. Now, when you, I will say that when you talk about those international foods, there might be only two or three things that she'll eat from each of those countries. Right. So it's not like she'll, she'll eat the whole thing, but it's just like when she, by the time we went to Japan five, she already loved udon and udon's easy to find in Japan, you know?
0: Okay. I don't want to interrupt, but Japan, that's a long flight. She could handle it as a five-year-old.
1: Yes, she loved it. She was so excited.
0: Okay, okay, awesome.
1: F- yeah, five years, five years old. They they can handle everything except for the nap part. And and I tell you what, the the time change is really rough on them.
0: Yes, that's one of my big fears.
1: So the the two things you have to do. To, should we jump right to five? Sure, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. So so at five years old, they're ready for as long of a trip as you want. Okay. As long okay. as, in my opinion, as long of a trip as you want. Um, time zone, you really got to, like, adults, we can kind of squeak by, like, immediately. Kids maybe need at least two days to kind of get their bearing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and even after three days, she was still having a little bit of trouble with the time zone. So make sure that you're, re- the first two or three days, make it, Really easy days, mm-hmm. um, really, really easy days. And I want to say at five, they're still taking a short, can be taking one short nap a day.
0: Oh, I mean, honestly, even me at my age, if I travel internationally, I still like <laughs> one short nap a day. So, well, <laughs> so,
1: so the thing is that, so what on top of being really easy with them at five. You're going to have to make sure that your trips are kind of like wake up two to three hour trip back to the hotel, take a nap, then another two or three hour trip, eat dinner, and then maybe stay. And then that's the other part is essentially after dinner, you're locked up in the hotel because kids go to bed like a five year old could go as bed as early as like eight o'clock,
0: mm-hmm.
1: S- uh, seven, eight o'clock. They need that extra amount of sleep. So the thing is that when you're planning it's like you got to plan that you're going to sit in the hotel a lot, um, watching your kids sleep. Um, And then you also have um, that nap time that may be required for them to rest.
0: Yeah. So when you would choose places to go and look up things to do, Did you need to, I mean, how was it finding things to do for kids? And did you need to factor in like, we have a morning activity and then a nighttime activity. We can't go too far because we need to come back and take a nap. That whole situation.
1: Yeah. So everything was, so all of her activities were designed for my daughter Mm -hmm. with, uh, with very few, uh, but essentially everything we did with ex- except with the exception of a few small things was what would she find interesting? Mm-hmm. So um, in Japan, they got these amazing like five story toy shops <laughs> and yeah, I tell you what, what
0: you're talking about.
1: And um, quite frankly, I'm interested in, in them myself. So we would spend several hours in a, f- Five story, like an hour or two in a five story toy shop. Mm -hmm. Um, But next to it, it might be like, "Well, Emma, uh, I collect fountain pens. It's like Dad wants to go over here, and we're going to go to this fountain pen store. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. But you know, you make your. I made my stuff quick, and she's like, got to look at everything. Um, um, and then the next, then we went on to the next thing she wanted to do.
0: So, did you also get to do? Because I'm sorry, but I'm not going all the way to Japan and not like going to the Shincho-ji, like temple kind of thing. Were you still able to sneak in well, things that you guys wanted to do?
1: Absolutely. But you got to think of like, yeah, absolutely. We went to all the temples, and she loved them. But I mean, the thing is, it has to be something that the kid would find interesting. Mm-hmm. My daughter. So like, we went to the temple, and she was just amazed by the colors and the people, and, and all the, there's all these little tiny shops. And, and And the other part is, I let her be the guide of how much time we spent i mean i would love to spend more time in the temple but you know after 15 minutes she was kind of like i'm done it's like okay 15 minutes you're done let's move on to the next thing you know i mean of course we're there for about 45 minutes total maybe Mm -hmm. an hour total but the thing is we could have stayed. i could have stayed there the whole afternoon right right. but we set it up so it's like we let her she let us know when she was kind of done for the most part and then we moved on to the next thing
0: yeah, gotcha.
1: So, but yeah, okay. we, and then the other part is that five, they're, they're, they're aware, you know, the thing is, we planned them with her, right? So w- when we were picking places to go, it's like, hey, Emma, you want to go check out this temple? And then now we show her the pictures of the temple. And it's like, let's go look at a video or something like that. So we show a video and then she kind of knew what it was going to look like. And then she's like, okay, let's do it. You know, five-year-old, but she was part of the process. And she, so she knew what to expect when we actually got there.
0: Yeah. Oh that's nice. That's a really good idea.
1: Make make at five they can be part of the decision making process. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Has um have you ever turned down a trip or rerouted because you have a kid, or has she been able to like adapt to wherever you want to go?
1: So she has always been able Okay, so the the first time we went to Japan, it was all about her mm-hmm. the second time we went to japan she was how old was she seven and at that age two years makes a huge difference sure yeah for um, sure. as far as maturity and mm-hmm. so the second time she was um much more patient and actually had much more interests. so like the first time i went it's just like i guess what is i was like oh there was so many more things i wanted to go see in japan there's mm-hmm. so many more things I wanted to see in Japan, but we couldn't the second time it was just like we were able to explore the things that we wanted to, but longer, and then also there's she was much more tolerant of doing things that mom and dad wanted to do as well so the second time we went it felt much more like uh it, uh it was much more fun for my wife and I, and then at that point she didn't need naps either. That's once yeah. you get past the it's nap thing. Yeah. Once you get past the nap thing, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Cause you have to make a, you have to schedule around naps and you have to schedule about around what they want to do.
0: Right. Right. So, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, we got her used to different types of foods before she went to different countries we even like well before we took her to france for the first time we actually took the time to like take her to a some you know semi-french place <laughs> we don't really have good french places in orange no, county i feel like but but we got used to, you know she got used to you know, it's like oh these are the sandwiches and these are things you might encounter and then when we got there then she actually aged eight a baguette with ham and cheese baguette. She was yeah, just love so yeah. much better than what we have, you know. But she yeah, ate yeah, a yeah. couple here in the U.S. and it's like she knew what to expect. So, yeah. But not every. Oh, oh, that's the other thing is when she was in Japan at um five, we brought a lot of Heath uh Heath bars, <laughs> Cl- Cliff bars, Cliff bars. We brought. Uh, I was gonna say well,
0: that's a lot of candy for
1: a little kid. No, I'm sorry we t- we took a ton of Cliff bars. Okay. So the thing is that sometimes we would go somewhere and she'd just like, nope. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, all right, uh, cliff bars and water it is, you know?
0: And that was one thing I want to ask because we, right now, we try to expose our kid to as much as possible. We give her a little bit of what we're eating. Right. Um. No matter what cuisine it is, but she's getting to that age where she'll just have a mood about what she wants or doesn't want. So I do worry about if we were to take her somewhere like international, if she would just be like, "I ain't having this," and then it's like, "Well, what do you do?" <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and that's at like five Cliff Bars. I mean, and strangely enough, I packed like a huge, uh, a huge, maybe like even two boxes of Cliff Bars, mm-hmm. and one came back oh so i mean it was just like oh there's there was times she had to eat a cliff bar Mm -hmm. but you know also we would try to find places she would like to eat and then um you know the other part is that there's mcdonald's everywhere
0: yeah that's true well not russia anymore but maybe (laughs) so so i won't
1: lie yeah yeah so i won't lie i mean the thing is i'm sure like when we went to japan um we would eat at mcdonald's uh probably once every day and a half, at mm-hmm. least, you know, but the other part is, um, this is what we would do is we would sometimes go to like Seven Eleven, right?
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. more like May in like Scandinavia and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then what I would do is like, Emma, pick whatever you want. Yeah. You know, and at five, it's like, does an egg sandwich sound good? Sure. Dad. Does the ham sandwich sound good? Yeah. Does this burger kind of sandwich look good? Yeah. And so I would buy like four or five things, and then we would take them all back to the hotel, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't choose anything. Oh, <laughs> and no. then she would she would eat one an egg sandwich. Like, nope. It's like, all right, that's Dad's dinner tonight. Go <laughs> on to the, <laughs> yeah. go on to the ham sandwich, and she eat the ham sandwich. Nope. It's like. Okay, Dad's eating a ham sandwich along with that, and so we let her choose four or five things and let her choose, and then inevitably, out of four or five things, she would find something she would like. Yeah, and then so we just didn't get to choose what we wanted to eat; she got to eat what she wanted to eat.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, (laughs) and that is the sacrifice you make as a parent.
1: That's why I'm so fat. (laughs) Oh, ah,
0: man. You, you're so brave. (laughs) I want to, I want to do all these things with my child, but it's been very overwhelming for me. I totally thought you would be the type. I was expecting you to be braver than I was. I did too. I thought I would be, but it's, I don't know. It's the hormones of after having a kid, I guess things have changed. but
1: okay well okay i'm gonna i'm gonna put a pitch out for our podcast next week so okay. next week we have an author coming on and this author is talks about how him and his girlfriend who later became his wife traveled five years from florida down to south america and they spent five years in a 21 foot 21 foot boat that and is a yeah and that thing is the size it's like the size of a Smaller, smaller than a suburban. Think Sweet. about it. It's smaller than a suburban, and you gotta remember, a suburban got quarantine
0: in your apartment was bad. <laughs> like, yeah. this. And halfway down
1: there, they have a child. And then Uh they take their... I did not know that part. Yeah. And then they had a little boy. And then they sailed with their little boy in a 21-foot boat. What? For another year. What? You think it's hard for us. They sailed with their child in a 21-foot boat going from dock to dock to dock for a full year.
0: What did that kid even, like, do all day long?
1: I don't know. But every picture I saw of of their son looked, they looked super, super happy.
0: Just, okay. okay. You know, just
1: sitting on the edge and always looking at things and, like, just um, smiling at different people. It looked like um, it was, the, you know, when you're that age, I mean, there's boat people and there's Indians and and it's just he grew up that way. Wow. And, and it was completely normal for him
0: Yeah. at yeah, the yeah. time.
1: So, I mean, I thought I was just like, I was like, I was hoping to get Emma out of the United States on the plane earlier, but I was just like, I don't want to bother other people, and the timing wasn't right. But like then I see, it's like, jeez,
0: <laughs> it right?
1: Born on, uh, born in, um, and, and this was the funny part is they were talking about, um, I think they were in Argentina at the time, and um, the wife was about nine months pregnant, eight months pregnant, and the Argentinians. This is how how <laughs> the Argentinians they stopped at a boat. Uh, they were like at a boat club, a very small boat club and they were completely welcomed by them. And the, the people were so kind saying like, look, we'll let you dock for free.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Okay. And then there was a medical doctor who was there. It's like, look, if you have your child here, I will take care of you. No cost whatsoever. And, you know, so like this, this, this area apparently just loved them and was willing to take them in. And then they were like, we really wanted our son to be Brazilian <laughs> <laughs> what? so they they left the comfort of a of like a small community that took him in It's like and decided to sail to Brazil so they could so their child could be born in Brazil
0: wow that is news to me okay
1: yeah so like I'm like you know I don't know about you but I like I had every single i live i had like five hospitals uh on my speed dial when emma was being born just in case we were out when my wife went into labor you know so there was our primary but then i was like what are the other kaisers that we could rush to like let's say we're at the shopping mall for some reason but they decided like eh, maybe we'll go out to we'll go out to brazil and we'll
0: We'll hey, have I, our
1: child in Brazil.
0: I know what it's like to have a dream for your child. So I'm not sure. <laughs> but wow.
1: Yeah. So that's next week. So. Okay. I'm going to say any more on that one.
0: Maybe we needed them on this podcast.
1: Too. <laughs> you know what? We should, we should ask some of these
0: questions. Uh, yeah, totally. I have so many of them.
1: So what's your challenges now though? What I mean, like, why why wouldn't you go on a trip besides COVID right now? What would you be most concerned about?
0: Well, I think I think that's been a big thing. So Sophie's um, two, Rig run two. ish No, she's eighteen months. So okay, I found out I was pregnant a week before lockdown. So my entire pregnancy and basically her whole life has been all within COVID. And I think that just kind of it's been hard to rip the Band-Aid off because right. with COVID, and it's hard to get out there and all that stuff. And now it's like, things are so expensive. Um, but it's just, we didn't get out a lot. So it's been hard to kind of navigate that territory of getting out with her, having new routines, being new places. Um, and I just, I get so anxious about, um, like it being in a plane with her for too long, if she's struggling and, and how do we get through this? And it's hard, like on our flight to Hawaii, we didn't get to nap at all because she didn't nap at all. Oh. And then it's like, what if this was like an even longer flight? What if we were trying to go to Europe to see my sister? Like, how do you manage that?
1: How about domestic trips?
0: Um, we have taken her in the car, which has been we went up to San Luis Obispo, so that was like four hour drive maybe four and a half um see i tell you what for me that was hard because she got over it towards the end
1: for me and knowing you for a little bit and maybe i just maybe that's not long enough i would think like renting an RV, like a small rv van Mm -hmm. would be fabulous for you
0: so funniest story if my husband's listening is going to be so happy but his He has wanted – he's been begging me to – he wants to buy, like, a van and remake it on the inside so Mm -hmm. that it can be something like that. Not obviously a full RV, but it's, like, those, like, kind of camper vans that would have that space and we could do longer um, road trips and things like that. Um, And it's not that I'm opposed to it, but just – I don't know. with. (laughs) they're so expensive and the whole process. And then with gas, what it is, it's like, we're not even going on road trips. <laughs> like, Oh, I don't know. And I do, I would prefer actually to do like international trips and go places. So is that where we want to put our resources? So.
1: Yeah. And that's why I kind of think yeah. like right now, I mean, I I'm kind of, even with my daughter at my, at her age right now, um, with this kind of uncertainty with COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just seems to me, it's like, uh, sitting in a van, you know, like, Ganglankos, they make these 18, 20-foot vans which almost drive like a car, but they have enough to sleep up to four people, Mm -hmm. Um, so it would be really easy. But they have their own stove, they have like sometimes a chemical toilet, sometimes they have a flushing toilet, they have a certain amount of water in them, and just going to a campsite and then kind of like cruising into the cities during the day, you know, and then also it's you you are bringing a nap station with you yeah <laughs> you know and now that my daughter's um 8 you know the thing um the nap station would be for me <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you yes. know so and and also the idea that you know you just can go up to the beach with these vans back it up to the beach and open oh. up the back doors oh. and well, essentially you right. got your living room on on the ocean front you know mm-hmm. So it seems really compelling to me. I've been looking into it a lot, but Mm -hmm. it seems to me at this time, you know, with your family, it could be something that could work out really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: If anyone knows someone Mm -hmm. who's into van life, let us know and we'll, we'll come and interview them.
0: Oh yeah. That'd be (laughs) great actually to get a van life perspective.
1: Yeah. Especially if you have a kid.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, so, and my child, she has also had a passport for over a year now, but we have yet to put a stamp in it. <laughs> <laughs> Go Canada. We, we um, it was a priority for us to get her a passport because we knew like as soon as we could, we were going to want to leave and we didn't want to be caught in like all that bureaucracy. <clears throat> so, we, we did get her one pretty early on.
1: Did you get, did you get a, um, a passport card
0: by chance? No, my husband has one, but for her, we just got the book.
1: Okay. I was thinking about getting both next time.
0: Yeah, it seems to be the way to go these days.
1: Well, what I've been told is even though, uh, like, you only can use a passport card leaving the United States by land, essentially, like Mm -hmm. walking across into Canada or something like that. Um. What's nice about a passport card is if you are in another country, you take your real passport and you lock it up in the hotel locker. I mean, in a hotel safe, right? Mm-hmm. but you carry your passport card with you, right, so you actually kind of have a passport on you, yeah, and then also, if it gets stolen for you, you from you you actually have your real passport That's with here. you, yeah, so no,
0: I get it. I, I do. I think it's smart, and it's
1: a good yeah. thing to have. Yeah, and Emma has the same thing. I think, but her she passport has the just card? expired. No, no, she oh. doesn't have the card. But I want to oh. get her the card. But we we've got her. The thing is, her passport expired, and we've been trying to get a new one, but just haven't had the time. But
0: mm-hmm. hers
1: has. She's actually been in more countries than she's been in the states.
0: <laughs> How funny! <laughs>
1: so I mean, she's got like London and France japan taiwan and canada so she's got five countries on her passports it might be over two passports so wow so but in in, as far as states go she's been in texas and california that's it yeah that's it
0: Hasn't even been to like arizona nevada no taking her to vegas
1: (laughs) no she's been to oh no no she's been to um washington dc Okay, and maybe I think like not state, we dr- but- <laughs> I think we, dra- I think we dra- drove into I think we drove into Virginia.
0: You probably did.
1: Yeah, so but okay, that's about you know. it. But barely I mean <laughs> barely.
0: Wow, okay. So much to learn. I don't even know. I feel like we were all over the place, but that's how my mind is when when I anticipate traveling with my kid. So what's your next trip? What's the next one going to be? Oh, my gosh. Well, we wanted to go to Europe this summer to see my sister, but the prices are offensively high. So we're like, "Mm, maybe we'll wait. (laughs) So, don't know. Domestic. Yeah, don't know. (laughs) Don't know.
1: (laughs) I I can't afford food right now because of inflation, much less
0: travels. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So who knows? We're we're laying low.
1: I got like a um an extra value meal at McDonald's, and it was like nine dollars. Jeez! and and like how can an extra value meal be nine dollars?
0: We're gonna have to rename it because that's not a value meal anymore.
1: Yeah, above average, below average meal, or some price meal, you know. Right. So, but
0: um, oh, what was I gonna say? You're gonna make me say something, and now I already forgot. That's my brain. Okay, this has been my week.
1: <laughs> this is, that's
0: parent brain. That is parent brain. All right, well, anything else to add? That's I I've learned, I learned. I got some good tips from you. Um, oh, also, this is like, I think you need to check with the individual airlines, but this has always confused me. But normally, things like strollers and car seats, aren't counted towards your luggage. Is that, that correct? That is correct. Okay. Okay. Super so
1: cool. so strollers, up as far as I know still, travel for free. Car seats travel for free. The other thing is they typically will give you um, gate check-in for those items as well. So we actually took my kid in the stroller and all the way down to the concourse and right up to the door of the plane. And then we packed the stroller and then they put it into the berth at that point.
0: And the stroller, they'll bring it back out once you land.
1: Yes. Once we landed, we, we were, we actually know, you know what? I can't remember mm-hmm. if it came out on the carousel or if we got it right there and then, but mm-hmm. we were able to take it right up to the, um, right into the, uh, Right up to the plane, and when the door opened, and we were able to check it in at that point. Mm-hmm. The other thing was, remember I was telling you about that car seat? Yes. Okay, so that car seat, since it was raised, it's one of those you know ones that they're a little bit raised. What also was nice was, have you ever seen those super lightweight luggage dollies? You know, no. they're, like, they're like little collapsible luggage dollies. So it's a dolly, but they're thin and they're thin metals and they fold down and they fold down to a little bit larger than, say, a 11 by 17 piece of paper, you know. Okay. And um, what you do is once you get off the plane, we opened up the dolly and then we bunched the car seat onto the dolly and mm-hmm. then put my kid into the car seat. And then, oh. we could, then we could drag her around the airport in her own car seat, but she was on a dolly. She thought oh, that was better. kind of fun.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: That was pretty fun. Um, What other things? I'll, I'll throw out a bunch a couple of couple things that I thought you were going to ask and I was preparing.
0: Oh. Um, <laughs> yes, please.
1: I think you found this. If you're a new parent, when your kid makes a number two or even a number one, you have to change them. I didn't know this until I had a kid. There's like a, a, a diaper table in every bathroom in a
0: plane. Oh, yeah, there is. But I was shocked. I'm like, man, this thing's hidden and like, how, how, like they're very small.
1: Yeah. But I've been in planes. I've been flying in planes before my kid for like literally 35, 40 years. And I never noticed there was a changing table there. They're yeah. kind of invisible. You wouldn't it unless you're looking, you wouldn't realize there's actually a changing yeah. table over the toilet.
0: Totally. So And you know what? When we were coming back from Hawaii, I took my daughter to change her and there had been turbulence, the <laughs> I'm gonna let me tell you the whole story. There had been turbulence. The pilot turns the light on and he even says like it's gonna blast for like another like fifteen minutes, okay? So It's been 20 minutes and the turbulence has stopped and it had been stopped since like 10 minutes. So, but the seatbelt light was still on. I was like, well, he said that it would be done in like 15 minutes and I really need to change her. So I'm going to go back and change her. And of course, as soon as we're like back there, the turbulence gets really bad and I lay her on the table and it's like, she's, I mean, I feel like she must have been hovering over the table at points because the plane would be like dropping. (laughs) was just looking at me so confused. Like, what is this? <laughs> what is going on?
1: Cause she's getting like zero gravity.
0: Yes. And she's kind of like, huh? Where do you have me? Um, uh, we did it back. And it was so bad that when I got out of the bathroom, I just had to sit in the first seat that was there. That that last row was open. I just sat and buckled us up because it was too bad to even walk back up to our seat. So then we just sit back there for like another twenty minutes. Um,
1: when I had to, when we had to change diapers, my wife kind of looked at me. It's like, nope, it's all you. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Goodness. And and the thing was like, I'm changing a diaper, and you know, we it's there's always turbulence, right? And, yeah. I got one hand on my daughter holding her. So she's because kids roll and they move a lot. So I'm holding her down with one hand and I'm trying to put a diaper on with the other hand, one handed diaper. And then we sit down, and I'm, like, looking at the kid's diaper, and it's just, like, completely, like, it's on at a 45-degree angle. Oh, and I'm no! Like, you know, but I'm like, sorry, kid, but that's as good as it's going to get with yep. one hand. You know, yep. I try to straighten it out a little bit, but I'm sure it was uncomfortable. You always so much you can do. You always said what you could do, yeah.
0: So how does your daughter handle turbulence? Because she's been flying for so long. Does it bother her at all?
1: She, she'll just look at me.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, she'll like look at me or something, ooh, you know, but not, she, she does it doesn't bother her. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't equate turbulence with danger.
0: Oh, that's good. Cause I think it we actually get that. really isn't.
1: Yeah, it doesn't necessarily. Yeah. So, but I think she thinks it's more of a um, roller coaster ride.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah. Where do you put your, ki- where, where, do, how, did you just pass? Did, the, did your daughter go from lap to lap to lap?
0: Pretty much, yeah. She would, like, at times just be laid out on all of our laps across the three seats.
1: Since we bought my daughter a seat, we put her in between us, then and then we lifted up the armrest, so it's like the other two chairs, the other two seats were a little bit larger. It was nice.
0: Oh, that is nice. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Okay. So
1: I think that's the only thing. Other things that I was thinking about was the toilet seats. Um, get a hotel, if you can, that has a... Um, A small kitchenette, if you can.
0: Oh, yeah, that's so helpful.
1: You know, and then also the other part is while I I said that I didn't know where the local drugstore was, I did use Google Maps and I used Google Street View or whatever call it, and I Mm -hmm. located the closest grocery store and the closest CVS. I think it was the CVS to the hotel, so I knew once. It's funny because we're driving down the street in vancouver and I'm telling my wife it's like oh we're near the hotel and she's like how would you know and i was like because i've been looking at this on street view for the last two weeks oh, and no. because i so i knew where all the where all the cvs's and everything were yeah and then it just happened um i didn't know how close because on the google maps you couldn't tell but but it turned out the grocery store was literally next door to the hotel and then the CVS was the next block over, which was amazing. So that helped Um, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, But lucky. So that's it. All right. Now we can close up.
0: All right. Well, (laughs) thank you for tuning in to our parenting trips, tips, and toddlers with our expert Zen. Um, We hope that you guys had as much fun and learned as much as I did. Um, What do you think? (laughs) Contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles and more. Also, if you're newer to our podcast, check out some of our older destination ones on Washington, D.C., Portugal, Barcelona and Austin, Texas, or some topical ones like on the best desserts we've encountered around the world
1: us in Paris is the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost looking to increase your workplace knowledge or seeking a new profession, check him out at ce.uci.edu for the professional courses. And thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.